0: Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancy, And I am Keith Brady, a big fan of Vincent A. Lancy. Week seven of season seven has arrived. And for this week's episode, I have the opportunity to interview a friend and entrepreneur who graduated both from my high school and college. So what can you expect from tuning in today? Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. Upon graduating college in 2010, today's guest got a job at Henry Shine Medical and soon after, in 2012, purchased his first home with his brother. From there, the entrepreneurial horses were off to the races. He has since founded multiple companies, starting with Keith Brady Media, LLC, that very same year as purchasing a home. Along the way, he's produced videos and digital ad campaigns for some of the world's largest brands like Amazon, Old Navy, and Budweiser. Over the last few years, he segmented out of the media business into three specialized companies, which we will learn all about. However, like many others, his media companies took a hit during the pandemic. Rather than sit back and wait for something to happen, he teamed up with his wife, and a few others to find a way to address this pandemic. He led the design and manufacturing for RovePod, which is a fully functional mobile medical center built out of shipping containers. We have an inspiring journey ahead, so allow me to now introduce Keith Brady. Keith, it's great to see you again, and thank you for coming on the show. And Thanks so much for having me, man. It's really an honor to jump on here with you, and. Uh really
1: amazed by your journey and all the stuff that you're doing. So, uh, you know, I'm really grateful that you've invited me on. It's always great to connect with not only a fellow high school grad, but uh, a a college grad as well. uh, We went to the same college and same high school. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited for this. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story a bit without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm up. I
0: got a lot going on but I guess to, to dumb it down
1: um you know most proudly I'm I'm a, I'm a husband and a father of two little girls but um outside of that I work for a great company Henry Shine Medical for the last 10 years it's been a great foundation for myself and my family and then of course um I've always been a media guy and and so in 2012 started my uh, my media company on my own and I've kind of forged my own path there and and built that into three different companies now, and that's been really exciting. And then through the pandemic started this other thing called Pod, which um, has turned into something really interesting and fun, and uh, just I'm always interested in in a new adventure and never never a dull moment, really.
0: Yeah, I think this is crazy innovation as well. You're keeping up with everything and you're serving a great purpose. When did you get that off the ground, Pod?
1: So Pod got off the ground, I would say, we started kind of building those uh, maybe 2 months ago so uh right now we actually have one that we deployed um out here in in East Northport it was actually a, a physician of mine that I knew who was looking to kind of mobilize testing and I kind of actually showed him this product and and we we put it out into actually the community where I live so it was pretty cool to to see him take advantage of the product and then um there's another gentleman I know who's going to be uh, renting one and utilizing it for another community Uh, We'll be dropping it next Monday. So that's going to go out in uh, Oyster Bay. So that's going to be pretty cool too.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. I can't wait to learn more about what went on behind the scenes and also in your media companies. So I think it's a great time to get into the big five. Each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go, Keith? Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. So, when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you needed some kind of change to truly start your entrepreneurial journey? Please tell us your story.
1: Yeah. So, the story's interesting. I mean, when when I graduated college, I uh, I had a film degree, right? And, um, you know, I had a business background. I always loved business as well, but I sucked at math, man. <laughs> and and I, I just couldn't get through like business calc. I mean, I was the kid in high school who was that close to the window in math class. So, when the sub was in, I was. I was heading out of the window. I just hated math, eh. so finance wasn't really my thing. I mean, I should probably should have just done more like business admin. But I'm a self learner, and I, I believe you should always learn by doing. And so, uh, just growing up, I was always always working. Whether it was uh, you know landscaping businesses around the neighborhood, or, um, starting up some something, and always finding a way to kind of make some money. Um, when I graduated college, I, I was in a lot of debt, and that that really scared me. You know, I started seeing the bills come in. Right he was freaking me so you know my brother my oldest brother brian had worked for henry shine for for years and uh he got me an interview there and and, um i landed a job uh in medical doing sales so i had no idea what to expect but for me it was like all right you know let's get going i gotta start attacking these student loans um the thing that i hated when i got hired at henry shine is that i was working in a cubicle um Mm -hmm. it, it was it was miserable for me it was miserable it's not my personality, but. I knew that it was, a, it was a place to learn and I knew that I would get out. It was just a matter of when because you know, there's a lot of people in this business who they stay once they're there and it's mm-hmm. hard for spots to open up. But fortunately, like three and a half or four years after I started there, I was able to get um, an opportunity to get into field sales, which was much more my speed, being out in front of people, getting in the car driving from, you know, I, I call my territory like Stony Brooklyn and I go from like Stony Brook out east of Long Island <laughs> To Brooklyn and now in the city and now I have people building places down in Miami. It's kind of grown and going all over the place. Um, but it it was 2012 when I was really stuck in the office and I was like, and I just I missed my my creative juices and I didn't feel like I was really tapping into those. And that's when I just decided, you know, let me just get a camera. I think my mom gave me a small loan and I bought some equipment of my own and I just decided to start getting after it. I, I had a friend shooting weddings, he told me how to do it and I just started getting after it and threw myself into the fire. And that's, that's how I believe you really learn. It's just by you, whatever it is you want to do, you just got to jump right in and you'll learn along the way. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get knocked down. but As long as you can recognize those mistakes and improve on them and get better, you just, it's just constant. You know, you're just always learning. So
0: I agree. First-hand experience is everything, and especially as an entrepreneur. You don't really learn how to do something until you do it. But for everybody listening on, describe that first event you had, that first gig you got on your own.
1: <laughs> the first wedding that I got, I was, I was battle tested. So it was a wedding. And <laughs> so it, funny enough, you know, normally you shoot a wedding and it's in most cases a, a bride and a groom. But this was my first wedding I ever did it was a lesbian wedding. So normally you have to mic up a groom. So now, you know, I, I didn't have the opportunity. I had two girls wearing dresses. I'm like, you know, how the heck do I get a mic on? So I rig up the inside of this gazebo. And all of a sudden it's, it's the windiest day that you can imagine. Nobody can hear anything. The mics go dead and then they step out. So now I have no audio and it's like <laughs> anything that could have gone wrong on my first day shooting a wedding went wrong, but I came home and I noted all those things and it figured it out. Right. So that first day just, I got really pushed through all the rings. So that was, uh, that was wild. Um, but that got me started. And then from there, I was just reaching out to friends and, and kind of got the wedding business going. And um, yeah, that's really grown over the years to the point where like, I you know, I I gotta shut myself down on those. I really only shoot at this point, like 15 a year because it's time intensive and I, you know, I have kids now, you know, way in the weekends is a lot. So, you know, I really try to do only about 15 and it's nice to, at this point, be able to kind of pick and choose what we shoot. Um, You know, we try to lean towards more unique weddings that are outside of the halls and more uh, estate weddings and vineyards and uh, stuff like that. So I like the way, that business has evolved. And it's nice to be at a point where we can say no, you know, in the beginning it was yes to everybody when I'll shoot whatever, yeah. shoot whatever I can. I, I was shooting weddings for 500 bucks. I mean, I would have shot them for free. Yeah. Not, you had to build your name and build the portfolio. So it was, it was a grind, but the, the journey was fun. You know,
0: That's a great lesson right there. And a Testament to hard work and just persistence, which is qualities you need to have in order to be an entrepreneur. But since you went down this solo path here, Keith, what would you say two of the most difficult parts of being on your own are?
1: Definitely um, self-doubt. You know, you're always going to have those moments where, you know, some of those things that happen along the way and kind of knock you down. And, and, you know, am I going to continue doing this? I mean, I had a situation with a wedding early on. I think it was my second year. It was like 2014. I just had my daughter, Scarlett. I remember my wife and I were just, we're not sleeping much. And uh, very, I think a week after we had her, I was out shooting a wedding, and I was just like, you know, a little bit out of it, a little bit spacey. And I came back home, put the memory cards in, and somehow didn't copy over one full memory card from that wedding, and I lost half of the couple's wedding. And for me, that was just absolute devastation. You know, yeah. to call somebody on their like really special day and I have to tell them. Um, that, you know, part of their wedding was lost. I mean, that's horrible. And I, you know, she started crying on the phone. It was like, and I remember going to my wife said, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, you know, but what came from that was like, you build a system, you make sure that that never happens again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you, you work off of it. So you just keep pressing on. So I would say number one is, is dealing with, with the failure and getting back up. Um, number two, you got to be able to get around people when they're telling you no. And you got to be able to, you know, when people say, at least for me, that, you know, you, you can't do that or why would you do that? Or I don't know. I just I love just busting right through that. And if I hear no or like if, if somebody thinks that they're they're bigger than me or higher status than me, I love chasing people at the top of the ladder, you know, and, and getting after them. Um, that for me is a lot of fun.
0: Very similar. I use that type of stuff as motivation as well. But. Looking back here across your career, across your life, what would you say one of your greatest failures or lessons learned is? And what did it teach you? How has it still stuck with you all the way up until today?
1: For my greatest failures, I mean, there's always a lesson learned. And it's like, you know, what do you, what do, you do to avoid that again and, and just become better? So I think one of the greatest failures I had was probably that. It was probably when I lost somebody's wedding. I mean, that, that for me was devastating and made me wonder if I want to be in this business. Um, you know, and the lesson learned from that was, you know, have a system, improve, make sure you're double checking yourself, be organized. If you're running a business all by yourself, I mean, you got to have systems in place to ensure that you don't screw up. And so I, I've, me, I'm, I'm kind of a all over the place kind of guy. So, you know, organization for me has always been a a bit of a struggle, like time management. I'm always like multitasking and doing a million things at once. So it, it's being able to kind of put systems in place to stay structured and stay more organized. And that's why I actually really uh, appreciate my wife. She helps me with that a lot and keeps me in
0: check and keeps me on time. Yeah. Uh, organization is everything. If I fall behind and don't stay like keep everything in line, it takes three times as much time to get caught up and then get back on that level frequently. Uh, it yeah. happens with my website a lot. I get caught up and I'm like, cool. And then I think about that week and then I get sidetracked again. And all of a sudden I'm spending two hours on the website.
1: <laughs> right, 100% and like to your point before you said you make a list for your next day. Yeah. Every night before bed, and I think that's that's great. I mean, that's something that I've been trying to get better at is just, you know, writing down my, you know, my, my to do's, whether it's just a sloppy little list or something, you know, just having it in front of you and being able to look at it and know like, hey, these are the things I gotta, get done today. I mean, that's, that's big, but that list just kind of grows and evolves. every single something, day.
0: something this yeah. practice has evolved for me. Normally before bed, I write down just the three most important things I need to do when I wake up and I don't check emails before that. I don't gym. Not, this is what I'm doing. I obviously insert my breaks as I call them, my mental health breaks, whether yep. it be prepping food or laundry or what have you. But I think it's a great chance to learn a little more about you here. If you could have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive. Who are you go with?
1: I, I would say entrepreneur wise. I mean, I'm super, super interested in sustainability and the environment and everything going on in that world. I mean, I find Elon Musk to be uh, incredible with everything that he's done. I'm sure you probably hear that one a lot. Um, I, I love, I love the big guys out there. I mean, I love Richard Branson. I love Vaynerchuk. I love all these guys because they all have their own little, little things, right? Like I, I think Branson's story is super cool about just his persistence and the way to see opportunity. And I think it started in like
0: a record shop or something. And then he with yeah. the, mag- the magazine or right. mailing service
1: Just how he wound up building this, this airline and all these Virgin brands out of just, you know, just seeing little opportunities and not being afraid to not being afraid to just, you know, having that curiosity to say, mm-hmm. Hey, what if, you know, what, what if we did this? What if we did that? You can always have that thought, but then it's, it's, what do you do from there? You know, are you going to just think about it and then just let it pass? Or do you, you start putting the wheels in motion to actually try to kind of answer and and your own curiosity?
0: I love the way you put that. Yeah.
1: I I think that's something with all entrepreneurs is we have this endless curiosity Uh um, to whether it's, you see a problem, you want to fix it, or you see an opportunity, you want to, Build and make that better. Um, my brain's working like that all day, every day. If you saw my book of ideas, you know I, really? I would I would never sleep. But it's like you got to kind of pick and choose what you want to get after and, and know what your strengths are. And um, the other thing that I'll tell you that I've really learned is is uh, I've always been a kind of a self starter and just being on my own path and doing my own thing. And I, I've definitely learned over the years to to pass things off to people who are. Are better, you know, over the past year. It's yep. I've started kind of building teams around myself and the things that I do, and people who are better like I suck at social media and I'm trying to kind of hand that off to people. I, I'm you know, like organization, I'm not very good. So I have an assistant now, and she does my my scheduling and does everything like that for me, and it's a tremendous help and it keeps me yeah. aligned and helps yeah. me stay focused and on task. And you gotta, I think as an entrepreneur, you gotta invest in yourself if you believe that Love your strengths like your strengths can can help you get to where you want to get, but you know that your weaknesses might hold you back. Well, find people to help you with your weaknesses. If they're stronger at those things, put them in place and they're only going to help you excel even faster. So that's something in the past, like really 15 months I've I've tried to do is, uh, is get people to help me where I'm weak and and not, not having an ego, you know, knowing where you're weak and being able to admit that. And like
0: love that too. that's,
1: That's, that's it. I mean, so I've seen the more growth in, in my business through the pandemic. I mean, this past 15 months uh, has been tremendous. It's been like a you know a speed ramp for everything, and, and I'm telling you, it's putting
0: people there to help me. I'm excited to start building out my team on my goals for the next calendar year are pretty big, and they include bringing someone on. Um, but let's take this a little further, delve a little deeper. Where would you have this Elon Musk meet be? You had the ball was in your court here. What are you going with?
1: Where would the meat be? I'd say probably in the in the in the back of the cyber truck, clanking a few beers, hanging outside in one of his newest uh, warehouses. I guess. I mean, it, just just everything this guy does is just tremendous. I mean, i I read one thing I do every single morning. I I love the markets, and I love just following the companies that are progressive and that I'm interested in. And so it's it's Tesla, it's Peloton, it's a lot of these tech companies I like yeah. to follow, but Every morning, I just love reading. You know what he's doing. There's always something new, and it's so exciting. So to be able to kind of be there and chat with him, and uh, I think that would be really cool. You know, but I think he's also a genius. I'm not. You know, he's he's a whole different wavelength of people. So uh, you know, I, I I think I like the guys too who kind of didn't have much. You know, like when I grew up, I didn't. Look, I look back now, you never, I guess, realize it when you're in it. But, you know, my, my dad was very blue collar. My mom was uh, she didn't work. She raised the kids. We didn't we didn't have much, you know, so my dad, you know, they, they, he didn't go to college. My mom didn't go to college. He was just hard work. And I saw that every single day in my house. Like if he wasn't at work, he was at home doing work around the house. He was mm-hmm. doing our extension. He was so I was just around that. You know, and so I think it's just in my nature and in my blood to just to just work hard. Like if I'm not doing something, I'm, I'm kind of wish I, I need to get better at this is like you take your mental health breaks. I need to get better at doing that because I can just go all freaking day long from, from the time I wake up till till 11 o'clock at night. So that's something I need to get better at. Maybe you can help guide me. But, you know, mental health breaks and, and even like lately with the Rove Pod thing and how busy we've been, I just I haven't been taking much time for me. And that's something I need to do more of.
0: Yeah, we are all guilty of working 15-hour days, 16-hour days. I was at a point where I was doing that too much, and that's why I try to really put everything I do within a 12-hour window and take those breaks. Like you're talking about in my book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, that's really something that I speak about out of the experts in the book, things that I apply to my life, been persistent with over time. And I find that once I take a break, even though I'm stressing about taking that break, I'm like, oh, I have all this to do. I come back twice as sharp with a couple new ideas and I attack it better. But you're on to a lot now, RovePod, the media companies. Let's look into the future here, Keith. Where do you see yourself and all of your entrepreneurial endeavors in the future? Let's start with one year.
1: Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I guess we'll see where this pandemic is with, with the RovePod things. I mean, I, I we built two of them just to kind of test the waters, and that was kind of a an investment that I made on my own, but I put the team behind me to kind of uh, help with designing. And um, my wife's very involved in it, which is cool. She stays at home with our kids. So to have her and be able to kind of do something with her is fun. So I don't know where that business is going to be, but I believe that those little testing sites that we've we've done are pretty cool because you could brand them and skin them and customize them any certain which way. And literally they could be dropped anywhere in the U.S. in any sort of time. So I think if there's ever uh, hurricanes or things of that nature. I mean, maybe we could sell them there. But then you can also outfit them into little first aid centers that could go to concerts or events. So we're kind of talking about that, and who knows? Maybe it becomes something. Maybe it doesn't. But it's been a fun journey. It's really cool to see a concept that you had, an idea that you put on paper, and just kind of sketching out, you know, come to life and and be born and now be used. You know, absolutely. That's really fun to see. And I've never been in that sort of business before, so. This is new and it's exciting. Um, as far as my media companies go, I want to continue to grow those. I want to continue to work with with great brands on the, the the, comp- the one that I have is called Pigeon Media. So it's like, you know, our whole thing is kind of, you know, the old pigeon carriers, right? They used to deliver messages back in way back when from, from king to king or, you know, that was something that you would hear about these pigeon carriers. So I thought pigeon was a cool thing and I, I, I love birds. So I thought it was a cool thing to kind of, uh, you know, delivering kind of the, the modern day message which is all usually done visually so that's our thing um I, I would really love to grow that brand more and start working and engaging with with bigger brands the thing i'll say about the brand world and the work you do there though is you don't get that um there's not much satisfaction it's like you you shoot brand work and it's done and it's out it's just like forgotten about the mm-hmm. one thing i do actually like about weddings though weddings are a grind is you create something for people that they will cherish for the rest of their life you know this Absolutely, is something yeah something that they will show their kids someday. This is something where they'll see grandma and grandpa dancing and, and having fun. And those people are going to be gone someday. So I take a lot of pride in being able to create create those mementos for people that they can really look back on later in life and, and cherish. And I really try to give a lot of TLC to those videos that I create. I spend a lot of time editing. I do everything. So um, I, I love that. And you get so much like the reviews that come back from the couples makes it worth it for me because they're They're in tears and they're happy, but you create work for a brand client. Like, all right, thanks, on to the next thing. You know, there's no right sometimes you need those words of affirmation to make you know that like you're doing a good job. You get that wedding business. You don't necessarily get that in the brand business, but the budgets are bigger in the brand business. (laughs) And so that's fun. I'm I like, you know, I'm money hungry and I like I like to to make money and gotta eat, yeah. there's, There's budgets there. So it's it's all good. I think in the next five years, I'd like to continue to work with make make pigeon bigger. The real estate market's okay. I, I like that business as well. I shoot it, but it's uh it's a little bit of a drag. I don't I don't know. I'm that may one that one may go down the tubes. I may just stick to brands and weddings. Um, but I don't know, man. It's like every every few months I have a new idea, and it's like, do I chase it or not? And so, it, who the heck knows what's next? I don't know.
0: Well, I think you're on your way to be building a pretty big umbrella under the Keith Brady Media LLC. But Keith, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I loved how you mentioned needing systems as an entrepreneur. That's something I'm very big into as well. And especially with the long days, it's important. I also liked how you went on to say choosing your strengths, working with your strengths, leverage that so much. But it is time for the last word and i also do this on my other podcast series a mental health break because i want my listeners to really get to know the guests i bring on is there something that you would like to share that we did not get to touch on yet today
1: i think the one thing we didn't really touch on which which is a big part of my life is is the job at at henry shine and you know again i've been there for 10 years and that's been it's been an amazing thing and so you know a lot of for me it was very risky to just jump out and start my businesses on my own without having something right like for me there was a lot of peace of mind in in henry shine and having a paycheck and it was a nine to five which i hated i hated the nine to five being in the office thing but that that job allowed me to branch off and do the other things that i was really passionate about at, in my heart which is creating yep. and, and art and uh, creativity and connecting with people and like-minded artists and stuff like that so i would say you know, a lot of people's entrepreneurial stories. is, you know, don't work the nine to five, go out, do your thing, whatever. But uh, you're there's so many hours in a day. And so when it was, I guess I was there from eight to 4.30. When I would come home, it was like, I was on to, to my businesses and I was able to put in another like eight hours with that and, and just put that grind in. And that's for me, really exciting. I think, you know, you can have that nine to five, make that paycheck and still build your thing. It doesn't have to happen rapidly. It can happen slowly at this point in time if I wanted to leave Henry Shine and just go into the other businesses, I could do it. But I kind of like having the two different worlds and, and Henry Shine has been a, just a great platform for me to meet people. Um, and uh, it's been a great, great business. So I think I'll still be there for a while. Um, if there ever comes a point where I'm able to really say grow hot, and that becomes big or these media companies blow up, I'll do it. But it's, it's been fun thus far. And I'm, I'm, they're both entrepreneurial, you know, they're, they're both entrepreneurial things, running sales territory and running other, other businesses. So it's, it's been really good.
0: I'm excited to see where it all continues to go for you. It's been great to see everything about you so far. And now this new business, who knows is right. Would you mind please sharing your professional social media, your website, ways for our listeners to request your services or follow your endeavors?
1: Yeah, totally. So my, my main um, Instagram is keep Brady media from there. You can kind of get all the handles for the other uh, media businesses that I'm in uh, or that I, the other media businesses that I run are all there. And um, the main website is keefefradymedia.com. And from there as well, you would see the three uh, companies that you can click into to, uh, to go book any of them.
0: Be sure to check out all of his great content and it is also social media time for the show and we're on whichever platform you'd like to use. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, we're at Podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and a mental health break. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And my website is Vincentalancy.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health. Left or Dead, A Story of Redemption and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website now. As always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and I know it will for you too. This one is from NBA superstar Steph Curry. He said, plant seeds every single day that you know who you are, you know what you're about, And you know what goals you've set for yourself. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all on the next episode of That Entrepreneur Show.